I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach. And if you haven't heard the first episode with Siddharth Bhargav, check it out because we talk about food, nutrition, and understanding. Um, all these subtler aspects just beyond understanding calories. We talk a little bit about anti-aging, understanding what inflammation is in the body. Today, we're going to talk about something completely different with Siddhant. We're going to be talking about his entrepreneurial journey. Because I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurship is something that I'm extremely passionate about. And I love hearing stories. And these stories inspire us to maybe dream and maybe start something of our own. Siddhant is the founder of Food Darzi, which is an extremely popular food service app, especially in Bombay. Siddhant, where all are you? Bombay, Pune, Bangalore, Chennai, Hyderabad, Delhi, and now Jaipur, Chandigarh. Eight cities. Almost yeah. everywhere. Almost everywhere. <laughs> Super. Siddhant, welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Siddhant, entrepreneurship. When I say the word, what is the thought that comes to your mind? Or building something from scratch. That's the first thought that comes to my mind. And that's what I think it's the same thought for everybody, right? What is entrepreneurship? How do we define entrepreneurship? Yeah, like, you know, yeah. we used to, um, the, the reason why I always ask this is, is, is cute because we normally think of entrepreneurs as, you know, yeah, Jeff Bezos, no, not Jeff Bezos. Did I, did I mix up two people? No, just, just, no, no. Elon no, Musk, right. Jeff Bezos, those kind of people are entrepreneurs, right? But yeah. I used to always tell, but my, the guy who makes sandwiches on the road, Raju Sandwich, he's, all, who is yeah. to, he's also an entrepreneur, yep. right? And in my mind, I couldn't, I always wanted that to come across as entrepreneurship, you know? And, and there are so many different ways that we can define it. So for you, it is building something from scratch. Yes, it's building something from scratch. And you have to enjoy what you're building from scratch. And yeah, keep doing that for the rest of your life. And then you'll be called a serial entrepreneur. So yeah. If you do multiple things for the rest of your life, you'll be called yes. a serial entrepreneur. If you yes. do one thing for the rest of your life, a serial entrepreneur. Yes, my bad. <laughs> and if you start a serial company, then you can do all sorts of puns on that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So how did your entrepreneurship journey start? Oh, this started in 2017, of course, with Food Darzi. Uh, I did lose uh, a little interest in just being a doctor. Of course, I had my own health complications at that point in time. I stopped talking about them now. But they sort of moved, like pushed me towards Food Darzi. At that time, of course, we didn't know um, that we were going to become entrepreneurs and we didn't know the kind of journey we're going to have. But as time kept passing, Food Darzi became my first startup. Uh, Actually, my second startup in medical school, I used to sell bones to make a little extra cash on the side. What? That was my first startup. Yeah, yeah that's true. How, how, did you, how did that idea come up? It was quite simple. Once you enter your first year, when you have to study anatomy, every student is supposed to have a bone set. So either a full bone set or a half bone set, which is your skull, your vertebrae, all of the bones, because you need to study the ridges and the grooves in those bones and how they're placed together, things like that. Now, everybody had a hard time getting these bones because there were these things known as a real bone set, which was real bones. And there was something known as an artificial bone set, which sold for much more, but it didn't have all the grooves and ridges because it was basically made out of plastic or plaster of Paris. And it didn't have all the, the, the small bits that you really want to study. So at that time, everybody was having trouble. And when I reached my second year, I thought now my juniors are going to have trouble. Uh, so I sold my own bone set to one of my juniors and I thought, wow, you know, I just made 500 bucks on top of what I bought it for last year. And then I realized, damn, there are too many first years who enter 
colleges every year and then i went to the interiors of maharashtra i think i went to nagpur i went to dhule i went to uh, satara and i went to uh, latur these four places and i picked up around 100 bone sets from the now second year students in the interiors of maharashtra my cupboard used to have bones and once my mom opened it and she was completely scared out of her mind was she like what is this so i picked up 100 bone sets uh, for around 1500 1600 bucks because that's how cheap it was there then i came to bombay and i sold it at a lot more which was what 4000 4500 rupees and i made a nice little uh, saving there and i thought i made it in life because uh, teachers from different colleges who wanted to study further would call me up and tell me are you the same guy who selling bones illegally i said yes i'm the same guy who selling bones illegally <laughs> so <laughs> that's when i realized that you know it's maybe time to put this business to bed and i had saved up enough money to to go on to, for all my college trips and all my kharcha pani for then and yeah that was my first startup of course my juniors continued this and unfortunately they took it a little too far because it was two of them who were doing the same business together and they thought we need to make a lot of profit so they started selling the same bone set that i used to sell for 4 4 1/2 5000 they started selling it for 10000 rupees because they had to buy it from people who got it at 4 and a half and there were two people and they just ruined the whole market because now poor students who idly should have been paying 2 and a half 3000 rupees for bones were now paying 10000 rupees for bones and i felt a little guilty but chalo theek hai i mean what is done is done so this was my first startup of course food dazi was my first official startup so then netflix is going to get in touch with you okay they have cocaine <laughs> wars now you going they going to start like bone wars and like follow this out like who's the bone mafia in, in the country <laughs> okay so yeah, bones and then food dazi and then food dazi so hmm. food dazi started i have three partners with me all three of us all four of us are from the same school of course we didn't know each other very well back then but once the idea came through we started talking we started building and Now food Darzi is quite large. Yeah, eight cities. We're planning on coming up with two more, which is Surat and Ahmedabad by the end of this year. And then next year we probably raise funds because we're still bootstrapped. We never needed the funds, and we're still growing well. So yeah, the plan eventually the next five years is to get food Darzi available to the masses, get the price of our meals down to hundred rupees a meal, and make everybody healthy. And then you're really a force to be reckoned with. Right now you're a niche service. that is making its money doing well passing on good information have happy clients everything well but when not a mass service and that's the goal for food darzi over the next 3 to 5 years that become an absolutely mass service very very interesting so four partners started off right from the beginning yes right? how how did you guys decide on uh, you know partnering together what were those conversations like it was um quite organic so of course again it's very cliched but i was at this party hmm. in 2016 2016 july the 7th um it's my best friend's birthday we were in lonavla for a party and one of his friends who's now my partner his name is devaj the two of us were basically you know had a couple of drinks i think we were underage back then but he can still going to reveal we had a couple hmm. of drinks and uh we were discussing we were all into we both of us were into gymming at that point in time we were I was 20 years old and he was also 20 years old or 21 maybe and we were both like you know we come from vegetarian household and our moms don't let us eat non-veg at home and how are we going to build muscle so we should have a service that um will get non-veg food to all these boys who want to build muscle and that conversation continued 3 months later he gives me a call and he is like you know one of my cousins has just uh, left uh, PWC the 
consulting firm and he wants to get into the food industry and the health food industry so let's all have a meeting and uh, december of 2016 the four of us met we discussed that we want to do something in this space uh, we met and we came up with the name food darzi which initially people thought it's not going to do well but now food darzi is a unique name to have which is a tailor made nutritionist food darzi we started off with the ketogenic diet did that for a year and a half then we ventured into different cities different diets and now we're a much larger organization which deal which has what around 400 employees uh, we deal with around 2500 people uh, who are on subscription for an every single day basis so it's grown but it only has to grow further so yeah post recording this podcast i'm going to be heading to office and rack my brains the entire day hmm. so you know sidan when when you started right you, you said it right now saying that we completely bootstrap that means we haven't taken extra funding yes. we never needed yes. to take extra funding one what is the philosophy behind that because you know there are so many people who start up only to take funding hmm. right think the, the reason for starting up is yeah. take funding right what was the the thought behind that it was quite simple um when you take money from somebody you have to part with a percentage of your equity basically you have to give them a share in your company and uh, in our heads the vision that we have for food darzi um, is that it's going to become a 1000 crore company um at some point in time and you don't want to be parting with equity when you know what you are capable of doing when you know what the scope of your business can be is why we didn't take money now part 2 we didn't need the money so fortunately we come from families where um we didn't have to earn money stat um we didn't have to repay anybody our parents weren't dependent on us for running the house which is a great space to be in because there was no pressure on us to start the startup we didn't take salaries for the first 3 and a half years so that was another reason and the third thing is we were always cash flow positive so now we are a bootstrap company um where a, we work on a reverse capital model uh, i don't know if it's a little complicated but essentially people pay us in advance for the service that we are going to deliver to them post them paying us so we didn't need the money per se to provide them with the service that we are providing them and as we kept becoming more and more profitable more and more money kept getting saved and we didn't really need the money like all of our people burn cash in marketing we have the cash to spend for marketing we spend around 30 35 lakh rupees a month on uh, the performance marketing the digital marketing which has taken the entire world by a by a storm so we have the money to be doing that because our clients pay us in advance so now we want to raise money from a strategic partner who's going to help us scale this from 10 cities to 100 cities um, that's why we want his money otherwise we don't really need the money currently also we're still working on our tech we're still working on our processes or uh, probably another year and a half where we will be in a position where we're okay burning money because right now we feel that you know paise if you burn money and um, your tech isn't strong enough to handle uh, 10x um, of an influx of customers then you're not doing yourself justice neither are you doing them justice so that's the thinking and sorry that's why we want to stay bootstrap for probably a year a year and a half more and then you raise money at a much higher valuation right because our revenue is increasing every single day um the more cities we are getting the more leverage we have the more products we are getting the more leverage we have and i think once we raise money it's going to be at a superb valuation that we'll actually be proud of before going ahead we'll take a quick break and we are back what were the biggest difficulties in this journey so far oh the biggest i wouldn't call them difficulties because um interesting challenges interesting challenges interesting challenges were initially we used to have an outsourced kitchen 
wherein there was a chef at whose kitchen we would prepare our meals multiple times multiple fights we had to shut food dazi down for a couple of days give excuses that the kitchen caught fire or things like that those were some of the challenges um setting up your own kitchen from scratch when neither of us had or when none of us had a food background was a challenge convincing people to be spending 30000 rupees on food per month was a challenge so of course there are you still face challenges like your retention rate is always a challenge or uh, hr people management is a challenge because we never thought that this company is going to have 400 employees dealing with 400 employees dealing with the attrition that happens everything is a challenge so it's a very operation intensive business and that does put a lot of stress like i handle operations and uh, my dark circles probably speak for themselves because it is it it does get difficult and some days are really bad because you know you're growing and you've reached eight cities and suddenly one city is going to fall flat because suddenly both the operation managers in that city decide that either you pay me more money or i'm resigning and now you're back there at at you know at square one for that city because you're like i can't believe that you know we've been making so much money we've been doing so well and now i'm going to have to go to that city and personally sit there for a week hiring because both of these people are leaving and i'm like what have we done but then that's that's part of the problem like the other day i'm going to tell you what a setback um we have four printers in our kitchens okay because uh, the next day the the food that's going to go out the next day we have bags there are labels that are printed the label is stuck onto the bag now because of the stupidity of the operation managers all four printers at 2:30 am at night stopped working together and i'm like are you kidding me you know there is a process set where you're supposed to check each printer each week and you're telling me four printers aren't working at 2:30 am and i'm sitting in dubai and i've had to wake up my sister who had to take my home printer to the kitchen to print and i was like are you kidding me it's been almost 5 years 2000 people in bombay are going to get food tomorrow now you telling me that because printers are not working people are not going to get their food so you know this seems so stupid right like this is not a challenge you want to be facing so late in your startup but we had to so yeah these are some of the challenges we face on an everyday basis man these are the fun ones you know i i keep talking about it like you know when we think about entrepreneurship nobody tells you about these things right nobody tells you about these things yeah nobody tells you about the times when you had to suddenly go and clean the toilets people are going to come they're going to start using the office and the maids and people who are supposed to actually come and clean have not done their job yeah. you do what you have to do right and Look, this and this attitude of you do what you have to do is i think an important aspect of entrepreneurship and absolutely i'm right, waking sister up making her go Right, oh, family becomes the best assistant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the onus was on me, right? Like I didn't want to disturb. So because now once uh, you're you've been running it for a while, we all have our roles. We've all got our departments that we handle, and it's sort of like a thing where you know you don't want to be uh, unnecessarily involving your partners at two thirty a.m. because they're also sleeping, right? They've got their roles and responsibilities at seven thirty in the morning also. so you try and find ways to do things in your departments on your own of course if nothing works out then you call up your partners and you tell them go to the bloody kitchen and print it out right now but yeah you need to jugard and get work done all the time in a startup but that reflects negatively on our processes also like i, sh- I the, the point of revealing this was that one of the challenges is setting your processes tight because as you keep scaling if your processes aren't strong they're going to we call them processes fat rahe it's called yahan fat rahi aur wahan fat rahi that's it it's bound to happen absolutely 
you know in fact there is a transition moment that takes place when you suddenly start thinking stop thinking about your business as something small that you guys have started and as something that is a little bit more professional yeah. in a way of approaching right can you tell me when was that for you like what led up to that oh that happened when we finally got our first large kitchen so um, we were operating out of a small little kitchen in mahim and uh, there were absolutely no processes over there because uh, too many things were happening in a very small little space like the kitchen was as probably a little larger than my room and that's about what 500 square feet which is which is really really small then once we finally moved to uh, the large kitchen in parel that's when we realized that you know if we want to do this at a grand scale everything needs to be documented and everything needs to follow process right from the this the procurement of the raw materials to the to the prepping to the cooking to the blast chilling to the packing to the dispatch to the delivery everything must follow processes and then starts all of the whatsapp groups we probably have like 500 whatsapp groups across all the cities and you're monitoring so that was the change once we moved into the first large kitchen that's when we realized that if you want to manage this well you need to have all your processes set processes is the part of the business right but also amongst the partners role division right understanding how you guys work together etc that is also a system that needs to yes. start forming how did that yes. happen oh it happened very organically because all of us realized that some of us or all of us were good at something and not so good at something for mm. example i don't like using my brain just like that mm. you know like i'm not a person who's going to sit on this chair and start thinking of ideas i'm not that person like i use my brain when i have to um, and that makes me or uh, slightly lazy as an entrepreneur because an entrepreneur should always be thinking ahead but two of my partners are really good at that so when it comes to active business development they're the ones who who are thinking about that but i'm good at at my people skills i'm good at the social media aspect of things i'm good at my creativity i'm good at managing people so i very organically moved to the entire operation bit i obviously had to handle nutrition the social media team comes under me um and whatever pr that we're doing comes under me obviously the recording I'm, i am the face of the brand so a lot of my time goes in there as well so that was a, a division for me that happened very organically i'm also very meticulous when it comes to laptop works so for the first two or three years a lot of the processes that needed laptop checking quick laptop checking thing like that the execution as well that used to come under me then for one of the partners uh, performance marketing became his role which is super important because that's where all of your money comes in through all of your customers come in through for one person he is very analytical so the tech thinking of processes thinking of how the order management system is supposed to flow that moved towards him and one of us is really like a hitler where everything needs to function and that person very organically became like the ceo kind of a figure in the company so you know everything was really organic it wasn't ever that you're going to do this and you're going of course for certain things yes but for the majority of it we just fell into our places interesting and then it was formalized at some point of time like you are the ceo you are the this no, you're no, the no, this no 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 we're still all co-founders because uh, some of us feel that you know if we give uh, cxo tags to each other it the others might not feel good i don't think so like i'm i'm okay reporting to like you know best four of us right so we all i always used to think of this as a, as a, uh, when i was younger that you know there's a cfo there's a ceo and there's a coo so in tino mein se what am i going to be Mm. and <laughs> but it doesn't matter it mm. it really doesn't matter at this point once we raise funding once we actually convert to uh kya bolte hain usko right now we're an llp which is mm. it's a partnership agreement once mm. you turn into 
a company company private that's limited. when you need to, a private limited company that's when we probably might want to do this but yeah get, but you know there's so many advantages of getting to to the private company stage because then you get your board meetings yes and board meetings are super important if you use them correctly yes. you know if you if you have a good quality board where you have idea generation where you actually mm. use the mind and and all of that then it makes a big big difference yeah um so i was reading this fantastic book called the e myth revisited okay? okay i think it's a highly it's a very very important book that all entrepreneurs should read it's one of those things e myth meaning entrepreneurship myth and out there the person says something very interesting he says that no matter whether you're a one person company two person company there are some five six roles that you have to divide and wear different yeah. hats at each time so ceo cmo coo cfo all these are things that you have to wear and almost keep them as separate visiting cards hmm. today i am doing the role of a cmo oh very well said very well said right today i am doing the role of a cfo today i am doing the role of this so all the businesses that that i have set up started off with that idea correct Think, right now i am in this meeting as the cmo hmm. next time i am in a meeting as a cfo and that Got segregation it. of labor especially helps with the thinking yeah yeah so i think it's a very interesting way of working out. Do you all have consultants? Do you all have people that help you out? Who is Initially, working yes. with? Of hmm. course, with with every with every stage, we always do hire consultants to help us, like of get your licenses sorted and things like that. But now we don't work with consultants because it's been long enough. Like, of course, if we have to start something new again, we will need consultants to help. But initially, the consultants came to design the kitchen, get the licenses, things like that. But not anymore. Not not a business consultant, not a mentor or something like that. Oh. Um, for certain processes yes like hmm. for example for the performance marketing we we recently um partnered up with a consultant to help us uh, with the smaller fragments of performance marketing so i think it 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 goes process by process uh, every time we plan on doing something that we think like for example now the seo bit we're trying to focus on the seo bit um very actively so now we will need an seo consultant to come in and help us out with that hmm interesting yeah um couple of points what are the habits that you've picked up as an entrepreneur like what are the things that have i think i've picked up more you... bad habits than i've picked up good habits but <laughs> tell me <laughs> uh like what are habits that every entrepreneur should have or at least start thinking okay. like one every entrepreneur habits that they should have one is structure hmm. i think structure in life is a very underrated habit because you know entrepreneurs are regarded as people or as looked upon as people uh, that you know they work all the time and they don't have time for anything but i think it has to be an organized chaos even over there because if you literally don't have time to do anything you're not going to be able to get work done effectively so i think having structure is very important like even for me for example um i know i have to wake up at this time because there are certain tasks planned for that time like everything is structured of course once you go to office and you have 15 tasks to complete you do them however you want to but you need to have these periods in the day when you know like i know my brain works better in the evening for doing this kind of a task and i'm going to pile up all of those tasks for me in the evening that's my structure for me i know for a fact that in the morning my brain just doesn't work so all of my mindless calls are kept for the morning so you know that's one thing is structure second thing is is discipline for sure you cannot and i'm not disciplined um, this is where i lack you cannot be an indisciplined entrepreneur because it's going to affect every 
a part of the way you run your business as well. You know, your employees pick up so much of your indiscipline or your bad habits. Your employees are very quick to catch. And then um, they will start taking you for granted on certain things where they feel you're not up to the mark also. So that is, it's, it's very, very important to be disciplined as an entrepreneur. And third, I can't think, of, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, you're also an entrepreneur, right? So what do you think? What are habits that an entrepreneur must have? One is curiosity and learning. I think those two uh-huh. are extremely important as an entrepreneur because, you know, when, when you realize that you report to nobody but yourself, Mm. Right. Then how are you going to continue leveling up? Because you have to level up in order for your organization to level up. Yeah. So, so, so that constant curiosity is one of the most important things that as a habit for an entrepreneur, it's important. And some of the best entrepreneurs I know are people who get into that. Mm. And, and the second one, I think, is embrace the grind. There are things that you don't like doing. And if you can start <laughs> enjoying the things that you don't like doing, yeah. then you're unstoppable. Yeah. Very well said. Those two, I think, make a big, big difference when it comes to this, the entrepreneurship life. Okay, last question on this. What, um, do you feel everybody should become an entrepreneur? A. And B, what is the first step that they should take? Question number A, I don't think everybody should become an entrepreneur. Um, Hmm. But this is my opinion. I think a person will end up understanding. Okay, let's put it this way. I don't think a person should become an entrepreneur at a young age. Hmm. It's not necessary that you have to be an entrepreneur when you're in your 20s or when you're 24 or 25. It's not necessary to start your first business when you're young. Hmm. Um, Secondly, I think there are two kinds of people. One who are much better when they're led. um, And that's one. Two, there are kinds of people who are much better at purely execution, not managing. So... You know, some people just aren't cut out to, um, I don't know, how, is there a nice way of putting this? I don't think people are smarter or less smarter. I'm just saying the way you're wired, the way you're brought up, the way you've attended your school, the way you've lived your life. Sometimes you're not good at managing people. Sometimes you're not good at having foresight. Sometimes you're not good at creating processes. You're just good at executing things. You're very diligent. You're very meticulous and you're a good worker. Which means at times you might not want to become an entrepreneur, but this mindset can always change. At the age of 45, for example, if you realize that, you know, it's time to change my mindset, I think I have a good business idea, then you can. So I think it's a very um, phasic thing. Um, so it's not, it's not, it wouldn't be apt to comment whether everybody should become an entrepreneur. At some point in time, I think people can become entrepreneurs, but it's not, it's not cut out for everybody. I okay. think people have different personalities. Interesting. Uh, Sometimes I don't think I'm cut out to be an entrepreneur because I also sometimes work better on the execution bit, but some days I'm actually really phenomenal at the other thing. So I think self-doubt is a very big part of being an entrepreneur. <laughs> it's Imposter not syndrome, self-doubt, the most important things. If you yeah. don't think that you're a failure, <laughs> like from time to time, very, very important. That self-doubt must yeah. come in. And Lovely. Uh, what what was the point. second part of the question? Starting, Starting. point. Um, Many people have ideas. They want to do things. What's a good starting point? A good starting point is the execution of the idea. Like, you know, you so rightly mentioned many people have ideas and too many people have ideas, but nobody really uh, gets up and starts it. So a starting point is the shift in mindset that this idea needs to get converted to um, the execution needs to start and taking that day one is, is the... That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Like 
execution execution is is the first step if you can't execute your idea is worthless lovely like i mean i don't think i gave a very an, good answer for this but what no, i completely agree with you point? from from idea to putting it out there and trying it out should be 30 seconds hmm. yeah you know i mean yeah. it, it should be like that it shouldn't be something that you keep thinking over keep thinking over thinking put yeah. it out there see if it flies see if it runs at least talk to three people about it Makes you know sense. so many yeah. people hide their ideas saying that koi chori karega i think that's the stupidest thing put yeah. it out there see if it works see what's going to happen lovely siddhant i absolutely love this conversation thank you so much for coming and having this discussion with us i love talking about entrepreneurship as you can clearly see so it was <laughs> thank you so much for so having me this was great and i'm actually quite refreshed and charged to go to office now it's it's 12 30 pm and this is a good time to be stimulated mentally and i think i'm going to do good work today in office <laughs> superb sidan how can people get in touch with you how can people follow up what you guys are doing oh they can just get on to uh, instagram and you can just look up my name dr sidan bhargav or you can follow food darzi on instagram which is food.darzi or you can always just visit our website which is fooddarzi.com and we'll take care of the rest for you brilliant thank you so much and thank definitely come on me. again we're going to have a fantastic conversation for sure in the future If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashtin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website awesome180.com. or check out different content on my youtube channel called awesome180 that's awesome180